Jesus, we may see trouble all around us. We may see things around us that we don't know what to do or how to handle. But Lord, we look to the unseen tonight and we say it is well with our soul. Lord, you're in control of every situation. You're in control of every storm that we may enter, Lord. It is well with our soul. Lord, tonight we ask, Father, you just speak to us once again, Lord. Touch our hearts and our lives. Lord, Lord, just lift us up in your word and into your presence. Lord, may your presence just fall among us, Lord, as we hear the word of God and you begin to speak, Lord. Take these lips of clay, Lord. Take a coal of fire off the altar, Lord. May I speak, Lord, as you would have me speak, Lord. Lord, led by you and your spirit, Father. We ask, Lord, that you'd bless the gathering there in Japan, Father. May the power of God just begin to fall among them, Lord, as the anointing of God begins to move and break yokes off of lives, Lord. Lord, let your spirit loose, Lord, I pray, Father, to minister to hearts, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, Lord, and the afflicted, Father, whatever you would have tonight, Lord, we, we don't want to hinder in any way. We don't want to limit you in any way, Father. We give ourselves totally to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good to be with our brothers and sisters in Japan. It's a special time. It's a supernatural thing that this could even happen. We live in a supernatural age. Amen. And, and we can travel almost like a thought. Amen. And go into places and be there here and there at the same time. That's incredible. Amen. And we're glad to be with you tonight. And, and we just trust that you'll be strengthened and we also want to remember our brother Joe. He's already started his services and, and uh, just ask the Lord to give him strength. Let's turn to Ephesians 6 and verse 10. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. I, I uh, had made up my mind that I was going to go to a different reading tonight and do something different. You know, it's kind of how you are as a human, but the Lord just brought me back to this spot again and so... We're uh, long enough down the road that we don't do what we want to do. We try to follow him. Amen. And so uh, anyway, we're here. Well, I'm just going to read the verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 6. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. We let you be seated this evening. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Any real Christian knows where their strength comes from. We're not here tonight relying on our own abilities or our own strength or our own um, way of speaking or anything like that. Lord knows if I was to depend upon myself, I would truly fail. And if you were to depend upon yourself, you would truly fall. So, but we have been given a strength in this hour to stand and, and to hold on to the promises of God and to hold on to the word of the Lord that's been delivered in this hour. And we're going to stand no matter who stands with us, if we stand alone or if we stand, you know, in the face of ad- adversity, it does not matter. We've been commissioned and we've been 
prophesied to stand in this day. There's going to be a people that is alive and remains. Amen. They're remaining. They're standing. They're holding their ground. They're not uh, going down in strength. They're increasing in strength. Amen. And this, this is what this word means to be strong. It means to be strengthened or to increase in strength. It's to be enabled. It's to be strong, to endue with strength, to be strengthened, to receive strength, to be strengthened, to increase in strength. So it's not our strength or our human strength we're depending on tonight. It's, it's not by our might. It's not by our power. It's not by our own abilities that we overcome. We're helpless without him. And we can look in the Old Testament and we can look at the, uh, the Hebrew children as they would begin their journey, amen, out of the proud of Egypt, going to the promised land. It was not on Moses' ability that they were dependent upon. It was not upon their own ability. It was the power that was giving them the strength through eating the Passover lamb, amen. And that lamb gave them strength for the journey. And, and, and so it was there to, to lead them and to guide them. And you know, as they went along, they began to, begin to get hungry. And they begin to begin to ask God for something to eat, and God supplied the quail, and He supplied manna, and it strengthened them for their journey. It gave them strength to keep pressing on. And, and Brother Branham said, one bite out of that Passover lamb kept them all the way through the uh, through the the wilderness journey, and gave them strength that their shoes didn't wear out, and their and and, and the Spirit of God was leading them and guiding them, strength to to to, to carry out the journey. And, and you know how beautiful is it that the Holy Ghost. Today is our sustaining strength. It is the strength to carry the church on. Amen. We can't do it by man's theology. We can't do it by our own ideas. We can't carry this on and on and on by our own abilities. It is only one thing that is holding you tonight, and that is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Without the Holy Ghost, the enemy would be over you like a flood. But God has raised the standard up against it. And he has has supplied in this hour the Holy Ghost to come into your life. But if we fail to eat on the Holy Ghost, we die. If they failed to eat on the manna, they died in the wilderness. And if we fail every service, every day, to reach in there and grab that Holy Ghost again and apply it to our lives and, and, and pray and keep it under a blood, you'll wither up and die as a Christian. Amen. So friends, it was, as it was on the day of Pentecost when our manna was poured out, they were gathered in one place, in one accord. And they weren't arguing whether it was Methodist or Baptist or Lutheran. They were in one place, in one accord, expecting God to keep his word. I wonder if tonight we can get in one place in one accord. You say, well, tonight we're here and there in Japan. No, we're gathered together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. We've been brought to a place, a word of God, a restored word of God that we can stand upon and we can claim our promises. We can claim our God-given rights. Amen. And he said, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem unto you endue with power from on high. When the Holy Ghost has come upon you, then you'll be witnesses of me. See, 120 people had gathered in the upper room waiting for that sustaining strength. Amen. Amen. Peter had thought he had and he denied Christ. But when this sustaining strength came, he was able to stand in the face of his adversaries and preach a sermon in 3,000 souls, give their heart to Jesus Christ. Amen. A sustaining strength. All of a sudden there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house and cloven tongues appeared on them. And let me tell you something right now. All Virgin Mary, all the others was there with them. 
Amen. They had to receive that same Holy Ghost to have the same, uh, same strength. And you'll have to pay the same price and get the same experience to have the same abiding strength to hold you in the middle of your storm. Amen. It's been promised for you this day. Amen. I tell you, when the power of God began to fall, they lost all dignity. They weren't no more dignified believers. Amen. Uh, there wasn't no more worried about what anybody else thought. The Holy Ghost began to fall upon Amen. them. Amen. They began to begin, begin to get drunk on new wine. This wine sustained them when they come to getting their head cut off and hung upside down on the cross. It sustained them. This power that was placed in them on the day of Pentecost, it held them in their darkest days. And that same power is in the church again. That same power is in lives of believers today. Peter said, the promise is unto you and your children and them that are far off. As many as the Lord our God shall call. And he's still calling He's still calling in Japan. He's still calling in the Ivory Coast. He's still calling all over. He's still calling here tonight. Amen. And he's still enduring with power. People who couldn't stand against drugs and alcohol and every kind of thing the devil would throw against. All of a sudden, the power of God began to work in their life. And they can look in the face of them and say, I ain't that same man no more. I don't need that stuff no more. It's gone. It's behind me. That old man is dead. Something else is sustaining me. Let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is a real product. You don't have to receive some duplicate, but wait till you get a taste so you can have the original manna, the original Pentecost, the original, amen, Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. He says, you know what's the matter with the church? It needs a good old time, St. Paul revival, and the Bible Holy Ghost taught in it again. Amen. Amen. It takes a fire coming down from heaven. Yes, sir. He said, I remember when I was a little boy, I was walking along the creek one time and I seen an old turtle. It was the funniest looking thing you ever seen. You know, kind of, you ever seen a turtle walk along? They just kind of nod and it looks like a lot of folks in church sometimes, you know, just nod along. Yeah, it's pretty good. You're doing pretty good tonight. Maybe on Sunday we'll get up and help them go. It's going to be wonderful, Brother Craig. One more day. Amen. So Brother Branham grabbed that turtle and he held him up and he said, what, what's wrong with him? He said, see, he, he just, when he walked up to him, he said he just pulled up into his shell. And he said, what's wrong with him? He says, see, you begin to talk to people about that Jesus Christ still saves and they pull up into their shell. You begin to tell them that divine healing and, and that God still heals and they drop in their shell. And he said, I'll make him walk again. I'll, he got him a good stick and he beat him just about half to death. Just wore that old turtle out. Didn't walk. Stayed up in his shell. So I'll tell you what, I'll make him go. I'll throw him in the water. He'll get to moving then. He said, all it did was a little few bubbles come up was all. He said, see, you can baptize them this way. You can sprinkle them. You can put them face down and backwards. He just goes down a dry center and comes up a wet one. He's still a sinner. It ain't the baptism in the water that saves you. He said, but I tell you what I did. I got me a few pieces of paper and a few sticks and I built a little fire. And I built a fire and I set that old turtle right on top of that fire. He said, he got to moving then when that heat got hot enough. He said, that's what the gospel of the fire of the Holy Ghost, when it falls upon the altar of the heart, it'll make a church. Hallelujah. It'll make a church. 
It ain't the people that makes a church. It ain't a building that makes a church. It's the Holy Ghost in the church. The anointing that breaks the yoke off of hearts and lives. It'll make a church. Sure as the world. It'll get the power of God back. Get the Holy Spirit back in the people's heart again where they can have living faith in God. When you talk about divine healing, they'll say, Amen. When you talk about God still saves, they'll say, Amen. It's a moving, breathing organism. Back to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the strength for the journey. Without it, you're going to fall away. You can't make it without the Holy Ghost. So if God knew you couldn't make it without the Holy Ghost, he'd be unjust to have it where you couldn't receive the Holy Ghost. But he brought it in such a day that now we can receive the same one as he was in Acts 2.38. We'll get into that. He's a strength giver. The Holy Ghost, the strength giver of God. By his stripes I was healed. I accept it as my possession. Every promise is mine. The covenant has been confirmed by the Holy Ghost, filling me with his goodness and his mercy, saving me from sin, turning my head from the things of the world, and setting my affections on him. I know that's right. I pass from death unto life. And he says, the same one that gives me joy and strength and salvation has said, if you're sick, just come right over and draw from me the strength from me until you're satisfied. He said, when I hear the word of God say, by his stripes I'm healed, that satisfies me. I don't fret no more. I don't run from here to there. I don't do that. He said it. I believe it. I just lay there and nurse the strength and health back from the strength giver. Hallelujah. He said, I've been to insane institutions, so pitiful how they are many times when Satan takes a hold of those people four or five times their power, and the insane man has many times his power. And look at the maniac of Gadara. They put chains on him, he'd break them. No man can hold him. The devils had a legion in him. And if a legion of devils in a man can make him four or five times their strength, what will the Holy Ghost do when it gets a hold of a person? Hallelujah. It'll make you run through a troop and leap over a wall. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will ever get a hold of that man. No matter how sick he is. No matter how afflicted he is. No matter how bound he is. He's coming out of it. Let the Holy Ghost take a hold one time and watch what takes place. He says it doubles or strengthens. Doubles or triples your strength. <laughs> Hallelujah. We may not be talking about physical strength, but what about your spiritual strength? Because you're not walking in your strength. You're walking. You know, you know where you're walking tonight? In the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The same power that took a cold form, laid in the grave for three days, and lifted him back up is the same power you're walking in tonight, filled with the same spirit. God raised him up from the dead, loosed the pains of death, give him up as a propitiation for our sins. We know we pass from death into life and have what we ask for. It's just time of nursing. Just stay there, nursing upon him. Draw from him while you're walking. He said, if you've got cancer, keep drawing from him. 
Amen. You know, a lot of the scriptures you're seeing right now is a testimony of Sister Alana. You see pre-service is things that were sent to her. She found that she drew strength from. What was she doing? She was drawing strength from El Shaddai. Amen. She wasn't drawing from fear and all. Yeah, fear was there and torment and all that. But that wasn't her where she got her strength. She got her strength from this word. And this word would begin to speak to her and it'd give her strength to take another step. Give her strength to get up another day. Give her strength to go through another treatment. What did? The word of God. And she was drawing from it until one day her body matched her confession. She nursed from El Shaddai a well body. Hallelujah. He's a strength giver. It's there for our nourishment. It's there for our strength in this journey. He says, see, you can draw until you refuse to see cancer or whatever else your problem is tonight. This is cancer we're talking about, but cancer, there's all kinds of cancers, spiritually and physically. Amen. But see, refuse to see anything that's contrary to the word. Jonah said, they're nothing but lying vanities. I won't even look at them. I'm not recognizing the whale's belly and the vomit around me. I'm not looking at that. I'm going to turn my eyes towards God's holy temple. Because his word said, if my children are in need and they have a need and they turn towards my temple and pray, I will hear from them. And he was turning towards a temple made by the man's hands and man's ability. We're not looking at a temple made by man. We're looking at the temple of the, the, the body of Jesus Christ. Don't look at what's around you. Don't see the Amorites. Don't look at the graveyards. Don't see the things, all these things. Look at the promise. God promised this. It's up to God to take care of it. He says, now I know, listen to this statement. He said, I know that death's got to strike everyone if time tarries. He says, death comes to us, but sometimes, just because of unbelief, we give up and go to a premature grave. Wow. God don't want us to do that. Don't get in your mind, well, everybody's got a time. Yes, everybody does got a time. But you get in your mind, this is the word of God. And I'm holding on. I don't care how low I get, how bad it seems. I'm holding on. I don't care how bad my son looks or my daughter looks. I'm holding on. I don't care how bad the situation around me is. I'm holding on. And I'm drawing strength from this word. Oh, Lazarus died. That's true. He rose again and lived a normal life for many, many years because of the resurrection Jesus gave him. But then, of course, he died again because he'd come, he, he was to come forth in the resurrection. Jesus said he would come that way. But he has to go to his rest like all human beings. But until that time comes, let's not be cheated out of life. Let's not be cheated out of life and for our service for God. Because it's Satan's business to cheat you out of it. But it's God's business to sustain you. It's God's business to hold you up. It's God's business to yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. God is El Shaddai, the one, the breasted God, the giver of strength to his sick children. You say, well, I'm 90 years old. So was Abraham. 
He was 99, but he was still just a little baby. Because God said, lean on me, Abraham, and draw strength from me. I'm El Shaddai. He said, you know, your three score and ten means according to that time, God don't have no time. He's eternity. But the thousand years, I think, is to amount to just a few moments in God's time. So you put up your whole lifetime for nearly 100 years or 70 years. Abraham was nothing but a little baby in the eyes of God. And he said, nurse for me. <laughs> Get up here, Abraham. You're old. You're 100 years old. Whiskers hanging down your face. Gray hair. You're just as awful old man to the world. But to me, you're just a baby. And climb on up in my lap. Sit down and nurse your strength back again. And everything that he gave Abraham by promise, he also gives to a seed after him. Aren't you glad you're Abraham's seed? How many is Abraham's seed tonight? I'm so glad. He said, I feel like singing that song. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I'm trusting in his love divine. For every promise in the book is mine. And he says, it's yours. Whosoever live will, let him come and drink from the fountains of water of life freely. Abraham being 100 years old, Sarah 90 years old. Little grandma now, maybe a little shawl over her stooped shoulders, a little dust cap on, a little stick going around like this. But a few days, it was sitting out on that hot, terrible sun, been through a horrible time. Said it must have been a horrible time. Said the hot sun, herdsmen were fighting and fussing, water's all gone, everything. Looked like everything was going wrong, but watch out when that happens. He said, it seemed like everything was going on, but watch out what happens when that's happening. To a Christian, when that's happening, it's a blessing laying right beyond there. Amen, it's a blessing laying right beyond there. Satan's trying his best to keep it away from you. Amen, that's why when I have a hard day on a Sunday, especially on a Wednesday, I know something's about to happen. God's got a blessing for me if I just keep pressing through. Keep holding on. This is my service. This is my moment. I'm not turning around. I'm going to get what God given me. My God given rights I'm holding on. He said, when I go to pray, I get out in the woods. This is Brother Branham. See, he said, they have briars out there. He said, we have plenty of them where I'm from. He said, I'll scratch you. They'll get in the sun, shines down through the trees. They get over here, and then it's the sun beating down on you. Get over there, rocks are in your knees, and mosquitoes begin to buzz. Same as he does at church. Oh, yeah, that old mosquito begins to buzz around you and say, well, this service ain't for you. Just another, another maybe Sunday, maybe Sunday, maybe your time. Me. Satan coming around there poking you over there and say, see, I told you it wasn't for you. See, you're not getting it. Rocks begin to come up. Oh, I got a job. What am I going to do tomorrow? I got this stress happening. I got that. We're thinking about all kinds of things. And right beyond all of that's a blessing. Right beyond that, God's wanting to give you something. Amen. He says, when I get to that kind of place, and Satan is on every hand, rocks and mosquitoes and briars at you. He said, that's the time to throw up your hands and say, hallelujah. God is calling me and I'm going to answer him. 
God is on the move and I'm going to be right here waiting on my blessing. He said, because there is a blessing right beyond that, but Satan's trying to rob you. I wonder how many mosquitoes has talked us into the next service. Believe me, that mosquito will be here next service. And the next service. He said, but whatever takes place, stay right with it. Satan, because Satan will rob you if if he has a possibility. But after Abraham had come through that big test... With Ishmael and all those things, God told him to listen to Sarah. He's brought down forth his son after that great test. He says, here he comes down to that moment. He appeared to him in the name of Almighty God. Almighty comes from the Hebrew word of El Shaddai. Shad means a woman's breast. Shaddai means plural. He appeared to him, I am the breasted God. He said, what a consolation to an old man. How am I going to have this baby, Lord? I'm 100 years low. How am I going to do this? I can't do it on my own. My wife is 90. What are we going to do, God? I'm the blessed one. Both new and Old Testament is what he's telling you tonight. I was wounded for your transgressions. With my stripes you are healed. He wants a breast for us for a fretting baby. Little baby that's sick or fretting. Mother picks it up, pulls it to her bosom. It nurses a mother's strength, nurses it back to health. He said, if we've been crippled up with sin and crippled up with Hollywood fashions and crippled up with unbelief, he said, why don't you come to El Shaddai? How many would like to see a real Holy Ghost filled church here? Full of the power of God. How many would like to see Holy Ghost filled homes? Holy Ghost filled daddies and mamas and boys and girls. Amen. I believe he's that kind of God. Amen. If you want salvation, lean on him. Lean on him and draw from him. You're not going to get it drawn from the world. Well, I need baby steps. Forget the baby steps. Jump in. Get all in with Jesus Christ. Forget the world and forgetting the past. Leaving all that behind. I press toward the mark of the high calling. If you're sick, why not hold on to his breast of promise? I was wounded for your transgressions. What do you have need of? Just lean on him. The L means the strong one, the sufficient one, the life giver. Shaddai, the sufficient one, the life giver, the almighty strong one. Abraham, you're a hundred years old and weak, but I am your strength. Hallelujah. I am your strength. Little baby, when it's nursing, he said it begins to cry, but that's a satisfier. The baby on his mother's breast is satisfied. It can be, it can be screaming, a little belly hurting, kicking, a little, all his strength is gone. But all of a sudden, he gets pulled into that moment that, to the mother, and all of a sudden, the crying just quits. And he begins to nurse, and strength begins to come, and it begins to satisfy. And he said, when you can be, see that the Bible says he forgives all of your iniquity, he heals all of your diseases. And you can take a hold of that promise and say, Father God, I'm weak. 
but I need you and I know you keep your word. You're El Shaddai. I'm believing you, Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Wash me in your blood. Take me back, oh Lord, and try me. Let me lean against your bosom. I'm your child. I was born to you, but I got weak, but you're, you're my strength giver. You promised you would do it. I'm just going to hold right here until you strengthen my heart again. Fill me with your spirit. Wash me by your blood. Take away all my condemnation. Heal my body. Heal my mind. And make me well. Uh, he said, I'm El Shaddai. He said, well, Brother Branham, I'm a prostitute. I'm a drunkard. I'm an alcoholic. I don't care what you are. Come to El Shaddai. If your strength is gone, if all your hope is gone, if the alcohol anonymous has given up on you and the doctor's given up on you, there's nothing can be done. He's still El Shaddai, the strong one. Lean on his bosom and nurse and be satisfied. Mercy. It's like I told you before, like a little baby that's fretting and sick. Crying, lays upon his mother's breast and begins to nurse his strength back from her because it satisfies it. Because it's the only access it has to know of its mother's ability. It knows no dose of medicine. You might give him a dose of medicine, he'll cry and squeal. Give him a shot in the arm, he'll carry on. But the only thing that truly satisfies him is his mother. He said, Abraham, you're old. Your strength is gone. Your arms are withered up. Your manhood's gone. But I am your mother. Take a hold of me, my promise, and be satisfied while you're waiting. Be rested, my beloved. And that's the way for every believer, no matter how bad the cancer's got you, how long you've been sitting in the wheelchair, any of those things, just as long as you can grasp that revelation of God and then be satisfied, knowing it's going to happen because faith waits patiently on the promise. Hebrews 11 and verse 11 says, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who promised. This strength is a mighty work. It's a, it's a uh, this power. It's an inherent power. It's a power for performing miracles. Amen. And this is what Sarah received. She received strength to conceive and bear a child. Why? Because she stood there faithful and believing he's faithful. How many knows he's faithful tonight? Hallelujah. Now we have in this hour a 2,000-year-old Sarah. Amen. But she's receiving strength. Not to build another denomination, not to build another theology, but to receive the promised son, the resurrection of the saints. She's receiving it. Why? Because she has tapped in again to the same power. It is a power to perform miracles. You say, where are the miracles? I see them sitting all over here tonight. You say, well, I ain't, I ain't been healed of cancer and sugar diabetes and all that. You are a miracle tonight because you was lost in sin. The devil thought he had you and he thought he had tied you up and caged you in. But there was a power, a voice that spoke. And it opened up the tomb that held you. And you was commanded, rise up and walk. And you got strength to rise out of your condition.
How many in here tonight has risen above? Uh, you, the devil had you bound in cigarettes. Come on, raise your hands. I said had, so it's nothing to be ashamed of. Had you in cigarettes. Well, what happened? A voice spoke. And that voice maybe went through a tape or went through a sermon or went through it at an altar or wherever it went, began to go down, begin to move. And, but that wasn't just a voice. There was a power to back up that voice. Lazarus laid in the tomb. And here he laid there four days stinking. And here Jesus came walking up and he, be, he told him to roll away the stone. And here Lazarus was laying there bound up, bound Bound in the grave clothes and the devil thought he had him. But a voice spoke. But it wasn't just a voice. It was, a, it was the power that followed that voice. It was anointing that went forth. As, that, as you can see a voice sometimes in, in scientific things, you can see a voice as you speak. You don't realize it just sends waves out. And it begins to go, go, and go, and go. And it's, it's incredible when you see it in that form. But this voice began to speak. And here's a body laying dead in a grave. Stinking. Uh, decay had set in. And he was, was in a dead condition, dead as he could be. But a voice spoke. Yeah. It said, Lazarus, rise. Yeah. And here's Lazarus bound. And he gets up out of there. And he walks out of that old open tomb. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. And here a man had been stinking is brought back from a stinking, rotten condition and restored back to a well man again. And I'm looking at Lazarus here tonight who was bound in caves of, of sin and drugs and alcohol and every kind of unclean spirit. But a voice spoke and it called you by name. And it said, that's not where you belong. Come out of her. Rise and walk in Jesus' name. And it loosed you from those things. Power to perform miracles. The Branham said, be strong. This is what I'm speaking on tonight. Be strong. Rise and walk. Be strong. He said, sometimes we can't wait on him five minutes. And Abraham waited on him 25 years, getting stronger all the time. He said, we sometimes weaken the first minute when we walk off the platform. If it isn't a spontaneous miracle, we begin to say, well, I guess I didn't get it. I better go back to another service. Maybe Brother Brandon will give me another prayer card or another minister will pray for me. When God's word has come to be made true and real in your heart. Anything contrary, any time is a lie. God has told the truth. And it's going to happen. You say, how's your hand? No different that I can see, but praise God, it's healed anyhow. God said so. Amen. See, he said, now if you can crack a glass of water because you're some kind of telepathy or mental conception or certain power that you can put off by being a human being and a power of mental force that's unseen and no, unknown only through that kind of life and cycle, if you could bust a glass of water, he said, what kind of spirit is that? A human perverted damn spirit because you're fashioned to be in the image of God, not in that image. But what can you do when you let the God that fashions you Come into you and control you. 
You can bring every promise of God to pass. Wow, maybe that's... He said, when you allow the Spirit of God to come into your life and control you, you can bring every promise of God to pass. Yes, sir, every promise, God's promise will come to pass. God's gift of his word, God promised it, and he sent it, and now there's your conductor. If God give you the gift of the Holy Ghost, the word of God is a conductor to use that power with. Whatever the Holy Ghost promises you, that's what you can do. Whatever the Holy Ghost promises you, that's what you can do. See, the thing that delivers the word, the word goes out and the Holy Spirit follows the word. And wherever the words preach, you see your pastor preaching or minister. First thing you know, whoo. Yes. Brother Brandon makes a blow in town. Whew. Across the building goes the Holy Ghost. The word is the conductor of the spirit. The voice speaks and the spirit follows it. It's a conductor of the spirit because where the word is preached, the spirit follows it. And wherever it goes, the Spirit follows the Word. I like that. I like sound Bible teaching and the Bible Holy Ghost coming back confirming Bible teaching. If the Holy Ghost don't confirm it, you got your wires crossed somewhere. You got a ground somewhere. If you can get the Word hooked up to the dynamo and get the thing that puts it out in the fullness of the current, He will just set that little wire of fire in you. Hallelujah. Some of you may know, and I know our brother's going to kind of cringe when I bring this out, but it was just a pure accident what it was and what it is. Those speakers, you know, we had problems, had dead spots, couldn't control it. We tried by our best with adjusting of knobs. I believe our brother's done a wonderful job with the system that we had. Incredible to be able to get even the sound that we got. And today, by God's grace, we got a better sound. Amen. Amen. So we got a, somebody that knew what was going on, a man that had engineered the thing. And he'd come here as the engineer and he began to walk down the aisles. And he began to listen to what was going on. He began to hear the noise. Begin to hear and he began to see over here it's dead, this is missing, that's missing, this over here is missing. He said, I believe, he said, I mean it wasn't but about 10 minutes. He said, I, I believe the wires are crossed. We looked at each other like, what? The wires are crossed. We expected the speaker to be bad, amps to be something going on. Wires are crossed. But see, Bose has a certain way of wiring things. And most, most companies I understand, they do like something like positive, negative, positive, negative. There's four wires. And so they plug in there. And so Bose does it different. They do but like positive, negative, negative, positive. So half of the speaker was wired wrong. And so it would actually act as noise-canceling headphones. And it would cancel out. It was fighting itself. And it, it just wasn't no true sound. But the man who engineered it, he could listen to it in just a moment and say, that's not really the true sound it should be putting out. And what you got to do is uncross these wires. And when we uncross them, boom, the place lit up. Amen. Amen. And that is what God does time after time, service after service. He walks through the aisles of your heart and he's listening for sounds. He's listening for responses to his word. He's listening if there's a deep that calleth unto the deep. And if it's not, he said, hey, the wires are crossed. Let me do some heart surgery and put it right back in order. Hallelujah. And that's what happened in this age. Wires were crossed. We had three gods instead of one God. 
We always baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And we realize the Spirit of God came down in a prophet and began to speak and said, it's wired wrong. Let me put it back where it goes. And he placed it back into the church. He put truth back into the church. He did the work that Elijah did of old. He began to put those rocks back in their place. Fundamental foundations of the gospel. And lay it in his place. And put it all around. And he poured the water of God's holy word on top of it. And he said, let the fire fall. Let the God who answers by fire, let him come and cleanse this altar. Whoa, you wonder why I ain't got the Holy Ghost? Because you got wires crossed somewhere. Let God come into the chambers of your heart and be doing a wiring. Put back your attitude where it needs to be. Put back your love for God where it needs to be. Put the things back with God and His holiness and His word and put them back in His right place. And then let the God who answers by fire. Then everything will begin to sound out and your life will say, Thus saith the Lord. And you'll come a, become a voice, not of criticism, not of denominationalism, not of human rights, or animal rights. We're getting, we're getting sucked into this Laodiceanism, become lovers of the creature more than the lovers of God. That's not who we are to be. Do you wonder why you're, not, why you're not hitting on all cylinders? Why is, it, why is it not sounding right in my life? Because something's wrong somewhere. It ain't the equipment. It ain't the God. It ain't the Holy Ghost. Something else is wrong somewhere. But there's a power that can come in. You know all we needed to fix that? Was a screwdriver in about 10 minutes. Didn't take much. Just took somebody knew what to do. Amen. <laughs> it don't take long in the presence of God. All it takes is a surrender. Say, Lord, I don't want to be that way no more. I'm opening up every channel. You walk down every aisle. You come in every place. And you begin to touch me, Lord. Wherever it may be. If you got to turn over here, turn it. If you got to do something here, do it. If you got to cut over here, cut it. Amen. We've been given the promise of the full baptism of the Holy Ghost in our hour. Not intellectualism, not just having knowing a few quotes and knowing a few scriptures or knowing all the quotes and all the scriptures. Pharisees knew it. Sadducees knew it. They knew the Bible. They studied it even today. I walked into there in David's tomb and there's men bowing, looking and reading and memorizing the word. And they got it all down pat, but they, re- they refused to see the God behind the letter. And he come walking in human flesh and they called him Beelzebub. Why? Because they had some wires crossed somewhere. It was listening to theologies that had been tradition, that had been passed down from generation to generation. But here comes the very fulfillment of the word, walking into their midst and they crucified. But there were some men who saw him and knew who he was. Let's turn to Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, As he was teaching, 
there was Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea, Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present yes. to heal them. Did you hear that? He's still present tonight. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went on the housetop and let him down to the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. These were men who were satisfied that this was the Christ. These were men that could look beyond a a form of flesh and realize this is more than a man. Because when this man speaks, demons tremble. Maybe, I don't know, maybe just for illustration's sake, there's a song that was written, My Name is Lazarus. Maybe one of them was a leper who had been cleansed, and he had realized there's a power in that man. Maybe another one was a blind man whose eyes had become open. He said, yes, I know God would do this, but I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe I'm hoping he can do it for this man. There was another man who had been healed in, in Jesus' meeting. They all turned to that fourth man. See, maybe if he would have some reason to doubt, but this man began to speak, and he said, wait a minute. He said, I met this same man. His name is Lazarus. My name is Lazarus. Can I testify? I once was dead, and I once was in a bad condition, but that same voice that is speaking in there called me out of a grave. And I'm fully satisfied that it can also raise this man up off the bed. And they were so satisfied, they would tear through whatever they had to to get him to the feet of Jesus. Why is Brother George over in Japan? Why is Brother Fed over there? Why is Brother Joe going where they're going? Because they're satisfied that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And they're taking a living God with a living word, with living signs, living manifestations. And if God, the same God who raised George Winters up, is the same God that will raise up others in Japan. Hallelujah. The same one that raised you from the dead is the same God that will raise up your children. Is the same one that will raise up your loved ones. Is the same God who will heal your body. Is the same God who will set you free. Is there anybody here that's willing to tear through doubt? Tear through unbelief. Tear through all kinds of stuff. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to get to him. He's the same God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they got to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, Though your sins be many, you are forgiven. Hallelujah. He stripped away their past. He didn't even ask him what he'd done. He said, You're forgiven. Listen, this God is not worried about how bad it is for your brother or your sister or your daughter. He's not worried. He'll look at them just as he looked at you and say, though your sins were many, they're all washed away. Rise up and walk. How many in this hour heard that voice? Rise up and walk. Rise up out of sin. Rise up out of drugs. Rise up out of cigarettes. Rise up out of denomination. Rise up and walk. Be strong in the Lord. 
they begin to reason, how can this man forgive sins? He says, he, he knew their thoughts. He said, whether it's easy to say thy sins forgiven thee or rise up and walk. He said, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power upon the earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of palsy, I say unto thee, rise, take up thy couch and go into thy house. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many believe the same God is here? I say, rise up out of your problems. Rise up out of your doldrums. Rise up out of your depression. Rise up out of there and begin to walk in the promises of God. And immediately he rose up before them. Strength came to his body. His body was withered and he had the palsy. It's laying there, no doubt, shaking and withered. All of a sudden, divine strength began to come into his life. Why? Because a voice spoke and a spirit followed that voice. And a power to raise him up. And he rose up in his own house and went to his own house glorifying God. Amen. All right? Acts 3 and verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple, the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried from his mother's womb, born like this, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asking alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, look on us. This is, this is a, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Some alms, maybe a dime that would buy his next little meal. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Where did Peter get this? On the day of Pentecost. Such as I have. He saw, he saw the same works that Jesus told him. The same works that I do shall you do also. He said, such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Oh, hallelujah. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Hallelujah. What is happening in your life's testimony as you go to your school and you go to your work and you go to the streets or you go to Walmart? Your life is given strength. Yeah. It's given power. It's a, it's, a, it's a look at it. Listen, people know that without something being done in your life, you can't live the life you've done, living. It's impossible. You might live it for a few moments, but you're going to fall off unless you receive the strength behind this life. And here Peter come walking after receiving that strength. And he said, silver and gold have I none. But what I have, what's on the inside of me? The same power that walked just a few year, years back or days back in Jesus is here now. And he reached down and he picked him up by the hand and he said, rise and walk. Hallelujah. 
And he leaped up, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And listen to this. He said, God doesn't always come down and speak it literally with his voice out of heavens. But he's wrote it on paper. And he's expecting me and you to receive the Holy Spirit so we can believe the word. And when we speak that word, if it's God's true word, God stands behind it. God performs the miracles through the hands of his children. Hallelujah. What is Brother George going over there doing? He's reaching down and saying, rise and walk. Come out of her, my people. Rise and walk. What are ministers doing there screaming out, rise and walk? Don't stay where you are. Walk in the promises of God. This is your inheritance. He is a vine. We are the branches. The vine doesn't bear fruit. The branches bear fruit. But it gets the energy from the vine. The strength from the vine. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, comes into a human body. Takes a hold of his own word. And moves, shows vision, speaks in tongues, prophesies. He does all kinds of works to to confirm his word through human instrumentality. Maybe I need to read that again. He does all kinds of works to confirm his word through human instrumentality. Ye are my witnesses. Ye shall receive power after this Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you're my witnesses. You, you have to get the thing right first. Wait until you receive power from on high. He says, Almighty God, we thank thee tonight from every very depths of our heart for the love of Christ has been shed abroad in these last days by the Holy Spirit. We thank you because that we have the privilege of assembling ourselves together and worshiping thee and having this blessed assurance that some way a day you're coming for your church. We thank thee for being, to be able to be the light bearers of this age. To be here ready, listen to this, to be here ready to manifest the promised word for the age that we're living in. Knowing that in the beginning you allotted your word. Knowing the end from, from the beginning, each age you allotted your word to that age. And then the next age, and then the next age. Somehow, we don't know how it ever happened, but in each one of those ages, as we look back upon that word, we see there was anointing come upon that age that fulfilled that word. And in the days that we're living in now, there's an allotted word, a promise for this age. And we believe that the same Holy Ghost is here on the earth now trying to find hearts trying to find hearts to be able to manifest and to bring to pass the vindicated word for the prophesied hour. How many can say, Lord, I will be that heart. I will be that one, Lord, that you can fall upon and vindicate your word for this hour. Hallelujah. The word's been spoken. Over 1,100 sermons preached and backed by the same signs and the same wonders they had on the day of Pentecost. By the same power, by the same spirit, showing that the spirit of God, the sustainer, the strength giver is here again today. The bride went through 2,000 years of Satan coming against her and taking the body of Christ down to such a place. She didn't have no more strength hardly to stand upon her own as the palmer worm and the locust and the canker worm and the camper worm and the caterpillar. But he said, I will restore, saith the Lord. And he brought Elijah on the scene that's restored the altar of God and placed the truth back to their rightful position. The Godhead's back. 
Water baptism's back. Serpent seed's back. It's rebuilt back to where the Holy Ghost can fall upon it as it did in the day of Pentecost. And he put it there, but a word was spoke. And the Spirit followed that word to bring it to pass. And here she is standing on her feet. Hallelujah. I say tonight, with everything that's within me, maybe you're down, you're depressed, you don't know what to do for your next turn, you don't know where to go sometime, but I say rise and walk in Jesus' name. Be strong and very courageous because you're more than able to take the land. You're more than able to take the Holy Ghost. You're more than able to overcome anything the devil can throw in front of you. Hallelujah. The grave is open. The grave is open. The seals have been broke. The power is here in the church again. We're not waiting on it. It's here. Come out of your conditions. Come out of your situations and stand by his side. Receive strength tonight to receive the promise and let it come to pass in your life. Daniel said there, he said to the people that know their God shall be strong. Hello, not weak. Not cast down. Listen, we ain't going to go marching in by the, you know, dragging. This ain't saints go dragging in. I just barely made it. I barely made it. I ain't the way I'm planning on going in. I'm planning on going in marching, as he said. Onward, Christian soldiers. Marching as to war. With the cross before us, going on as before, walking through every promise, walking over every devil. One getting our way, well, sorry, we'll walk over the top of it. We've been commissioned to go through this. We're going to rise above it all. We're not going to be held down by creeds, denominations, and some kind of man's theology. We're going to walk in the power and the spirit of Almighty God. And where the word goes, we're going. And when the Spirit of God leads, we're leading. We're leading. We're going with it. And one day that Spirit's going to go up and we're going to go with it. It's not going to leave you behind, children. Rest assured, the promise has been given and He will fulfill it. Be strong and very courageous. What shall I say? What shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. And Abarak, and Samson, Samson, and Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and other prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weaknesses were made strong, waxed valiant in, fi- valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of crude markings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world is not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Shall we be carried on a flowery bed of ease while others fought through bloody seas? No, you've been armored. You've been given armor not to, an armor not to spit shine and shine all up. 
is to go to war and fight for your families, fight for your promises, fight for your God-given rights, hold on to what the prophet of God has said in this hour. Satan's against you, but he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, he'll raise a standard up. Sometimes we read that scripture almost in terror. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, it's even debated that the comma was put in the wrong place. It's just a comma. But could it be that when the enemies come in, comma, like a flood, he'll raise a standard up? It's just a comma. But no matter where the comma lies, he's still the standard. And I can show you through the scriptures, he never lost a battle. And he ain't about to lose this one. You think he invited all the armies of hell and to come here and to lose this? No, he invited them all in because this is going to be his greatest victory. That God can raise up a people that will stand. Not standing in weakness and barely making it and laying aside their convictions and laying aside their, 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 all their things and laying aside. No, they're going to stand on the word of God. They're going to stand for the word. They're going to stand for the promises. And they we're not backing down. We're holding on. Maybe there'll be somebody tonight that says, Devil, i just begun to fight. Your ships may be burning. It may look like it's going down, but if you'll begin to stand in courage, say, I'm just beginning to fight. Let me in the battle. I come to fight this battle for my Lord. I'm in the battlefield for my Lord, for my Lord. And we're going to leave this place victorious. We're going to leave this place rising above every devil. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Musicians, come. Brother Philip, come sing that song. You know what's here. Rise above it all. We're going to rise. We're going to rise above it all. Japan, brothers and sisters, you're going to rise above it all. You're going to rise above every struggle. Amen. Right now, you're just at the moments of a little chicken as it's pecking its way out of an egg. It's pecking its way. It's got a little beak and it's pecking its way. It's pecking this one over here pecking. Little soul over here keep pecking. All of a sudden it's going to break forth in the glorious day. There's an army rising up in Japan. Amen. It's the army of God. The children. He promised he would have a bride there. That's his promise and I'm, I'm just here to believe it. Amen. Let's just worship the Lord. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. My friends may knock me down And turn my glad to sand And God didn't say that our life would be easy always So when you knock me down, I ain't never gonna wear a frown. 
Father's hand Cause one day it will all come to an end And I'm gonna rise, rise, rise above it all And we're gonna rise, rise, rise above it all I'm gonna take wings and fly away to heaven Rise above it all This world is so full of evil And the enemy is all around Oh, but Satan has tried tried so very very hard he's tried to hold he's tried to hold this little bride down oh but i've got something within me to help me make it help me make it through the rain oh and when it gets rough and when it gets tough at all I'm gonna rise I'll rise I'll rise above it all the church will rise oh we'll rise rise above it all I'm gonna take wings and fly away to heaven I'm gonna rise above it all Yeah. 
tonight. Amen. We just ask the Lord. Amen. 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 I don't want to be dragging in. I want to be a battle equipped soldier of the cross. Amen. 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 We're certainly glad that we've had some soldiers of the cross 
with us there in Japan. Amen. We appreciate them being a part of the service. Amen. Amen. And as they add them back into the video here, amen. I just want to tell them how, what an encouragement it is to us as a church to see a body of believers there putting their heart into the service. I don't know if you know this, but they've been on the back screen the entire time worshiping with us. Amen. Why don't we just give them another hand, tell them how much we appreciate them. Amen. 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 The word is alive. Amen. Amen. It's just as alive here as it was with the cloud of witnesses that we have. Amen. Brother George, can you... Can you come at this time? Can you hear us okay? Amen. We want to greet him. I'm just going to ask Brother Tim if he'll greet the people there in Japan, close the service for us. Amen. As we take this moment to just appreciate what God's done in our midst and around the world with this ministry that this church has. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. God bless the saints there in Japan. And we're just really glad that you could join in with us tonight. And... Uh, we just want you to know that we're, our hearts are with you and we're rejoicing at what the Lord is doing and the many souls that are being witnessed to and being one to the Lord. And we know that God's got a people there because the scripture says that he has a bride, a church there that will be without spot or wrinkle or blemish. And he said they would come from every kindred, tongue, tribe, nation, and people. Amen. I think um, many times with Brother Branham, he spoke about um, a vision that he had of the bride in preview. And he saw the different ones down to the ages. And uh, finally, he comes down to the last age. And uh, of course, uh, he sees uh, the church coming out of America, a, a very lewd um, group that uh, would not be subject to the word of God. Uh, that comes in this last age. And then he almost gave up all hope. But then he heard the sound come again. Amen. Of the, of the saints marching in tune to the gospel. And he said this one, as she come out, she was exactly like the one at the beginning. Amen. I believe God's got a people around the world. Amen. And, and to have you join in with us tonight and be a reflection of that vision. May you just walk in step with the word of God for the hour. Amen. We may have a little catching up to do, but the Lord knows exactly how to bring you right in line with him. And God bless you as you go forward in his name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We love you, Brother George and Sister Trish. And, amen. We want you to know we're in prayer for the meetings there. And um, we're just going to ask the Lord's blessings now as we pray. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we bow. And we're asking, Lord, for your grace here tonight. Lord, we thank you for the day that has already dawned. In, and they're enjoying the morning in Japan. We realize there's going to be a golden daybreak for all of us. Lord, one day that you'll gather your children and take them home. And Lord, may it be oh, soon, Lord, that you rapture a church out of here. Lord, we believe that you're getting a people ready. 
And we ask, Lord, you'll just stir the hearts of your children wherever they are around the globe to come to the attention of the word of God, Lord, and to line up with that word and be dressed in the, in the robes of righteousness for your name's sake. We commit this service now into your hands and the people of Japan and the work that is being done. May the Holy Spirit go forth and call those names that are written in the Lamb's book of life. May they come to the attention of the word of God and, be, and every name be dipped in the blood of Jesus Christ, purged by the blood so that we can go home and let that last one be found, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Shalom. Amen. Amen. I'm a pilgrim and a stranger. I'm wandering through this old world of sin. And on my way to that 